Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, sigh. Guys, welcome back. It is I last with bank. This is the Pelican Scoop. A hoop-ball.com presentation. Guys, guys, everyone, listeners, fans of the Pelicans, we just watched an absolute landslide. Disappointment is an absolute understatement, I think. Um, I had it on record, the game, um, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, a little bit of a post-game, I know it'll come out a little bit later for those on Central Time, but uh, hopefully you wake up to it and have a nice little listen. Um, wowza. So, when you get to watch a game that is so bad that... The national broadcast cuts to the Kings and Denver, who had, mind you, a 12-point lead at the time. The Kings did, um, with a couple of minutes to go. And that was considered a little bit closer. Well, you know something has gone terribly wrong. Guys, at Last Women Bank, of course, on Twitter. I can't forget all of my intro stuff. As much as the disappointment is radiating off me at the moment, uh... At Hoopball Pills is the show. This is the Pelican Scoop. Of course, a hoop-ball.com presentation, as I said. I will chirp back up. Uh, I just thought I would start that uh, with well, for a bit of effect, I guess. Um, so, so as I've spoiled for you, and you know, I'm probably doing you a favour if you haven't watched the game. Uh, the Suns came out and absolutely pants the Pelicans. Um, it was a absolute shellacking. I think by midway through the second quarter, it was pretty much on the way to a blowout. Um, I don't think anyone really enjoyed it, not even the players. Um, I think the Suns even got over it. It was 111-86 to 86 final score. Um, the Pelicans fall 2-2 two and two on the season. The Suns 3-1. and one. We did preview it a little bit in the last episode in that uh, they had the new addition of Chris Paul, who we saw turned the upstart Thunder team and let, uh, around last year and led them to the playoffs. Um, but jeepers, that was tough to watch. Uh, for context, we were down by 22 points and Chris Paul and Devin Booker had combined for one of two shooting uh, and two points. So if your two best players haven't even done anything... On the scoreboard, I mean, they definitely passed and, and moved the ball and were part of the system. Uh, and you're getting a 22-point lead? Well, credit to Monty Williams and the Suns because the Pelicans had absolutely no answer. Now, we go back to the, the start 
of the first quarter and we came out. And if we open another game with an open three-point shot, gosh, it it is just the worst to, to, to see. You know, why is Jay Crowder coming off a season at the Heat, newly signed up addition at Power Forward, playing on Zion Williamson, arguably our... Oh, best? Second best player? Um, why is he standing there open, splashing three threes in a row? He shouldn't have 11 of the first 14 points for the Suns when you've got Devin Booker and Chris Paul on a team. And he was he was on fire, but defending that three point, oh my gosh. It was, yeah, it really was just so difficult to watch. Um, of course... We tried really hard. I've got the first quarter, you know, not too bad. We actually had a really good offensive quarter. I think we shot nearly 70% from the field after that first quarter. The problem was is that we just decided to go to sleep on the back end, on the defense. And when that happens, you can't... It echoed um, the feeling of last year where it was, let's just try to outshoot these guys... And even though our uh, shots aren't falling, we're just going to keep shooting, keep shooting, keep shooting. Oh, no, we're down 30 now. Um, you know, scoring by quarter. Have a look at these stats. First quarter, 31 to 29. So, Suns are up by two. Oh, that's all right. We're on. Second quarter. Second quarter, 35 to 15. The shot just disappeared. Honestly, it was... Uh, you're sitting there going in a half-time down significantly going... How has this happened? How have we been blown out so quickly? And I'll get to that. Third quarter. Oh, yeah. Well, we've come out with fresh legs. You know, Stan's probably uh, kicked him uh, kicked him into gear. And, and we might see some sort of uh, run, which just never came. 34 points to 17 in the third quarter. And then the fourth quarter is basically just garbage time for the whole time. We, uh, we just sat there watching... Um, yeah, the young guys have a run. We saw Kyra Lewis Jr. get his first minutes. He had a bit of a run around, hit a couple of buckets and a steal, which was nice to see. Um, and then, you know, we saw maybe seven minutes of the uh, the final quarter until it was cut off to the Kings game, as I as I talked about earlier. But, gosh, it was, it was a landslide. It was, yeah, really, really tough. You know, the broadcasters talked about it. It was Kevin Harlan and um, uh, Reggie Miller. And... They made reference that the Suns had been pretty clunky. And I haven't watched any other Suns games, so I don't know what they look like. But when the system clicks and you've got the arguably one of the greatest point guards in modern history um, leading your team with uh, in Chris Paul, you're always going to be in for a, a long night because all the young guys sort of gravitate to that. You know, he had nine assists in the first half. And as soon as that happens, where he's just making all of his other players better... You know, it makes it tough because everyone collapses onto a Chris Paul drive and then kicks out to Jay Crowder, Mikael Bridges. Um, you know, Booker was on the end of a couple. Everyone was shooting him. Dario Saric even hit a three. Yeah, it was it was tough. Um, it was very obvious that we tried to then match their three-point shooting with our three-point shooting and ours is not as good. And we knew that coming into the season that, yeah, okay, we, are, we were saying, oh, we need spacing. And so a lot of people were jumping on, on the spacing bandwagon by uh, signing Stephen Adams. 
the issue was is that they we played right into their hand. Stephen Adams would come on, and DeAndre Ayton would go off, and Darius Saric would play on Adams. And the thing about Saric is that he's a stretch five. He can shoot the three. He's a bit small, but he shoots the three, and it's consistent enough that Stephen Adams has to be dragged out of the paint. The problem with that is it opens up the lane for everyone else. So Chris Paul will drive, and, and if Adams isn't there to clog the, uh, the paint... He's then had to have someone else come across. So, say, Zion collapses off uh, Crowder, and he goes to fill that space. All of a sudden, Chris Paul hits an easy pass. Crowder hits a three. Very difficult to do when you can't punish him on the other end because Saric, he's just got to wrestle with Adams, and he knows Adams isn't going to hit, you know, every shot. And if he does, he's just going to foul him, send him to the free-throw line, and Adams has got to then go and hit free-throws, which we've seen is not a big strength of his. And yeah, of course, he's going to get a couple of dunks. But if you're hitting threes, open threes at the other end, well, three is more than two. So all of a sudden, you build a lead. This sort of just continued for the whole game. Um, And it was even more apparent when Stephen Adams went off and when the starters went off and the bench came in. So we gave Melly a good run today, um, which... You know, you can't blame one person, but when he and Jackson Hayes shared the floor together, I was absolutely spitting chips. It was, um, we were pretty bad. You know, we got, what would we get? So have a look at the minutes. Off the bench, Josh Hart played 21 minutes. Uh, Nikhil, 21, which is good to see him out there. Um, at least he had a crack. It wasn't great, but at least he had a go. JJ Reddick was woeful in 17 minutes. Um, Melly played 15 of some of the worst minutes I've ever seen. Uh, Jackson Hayes played 11, and he was bad. You know, he, he did one good hustle effort where he defended and then um, interrupted the shot and then blocked it, got the rebound. Yeah, not bad. You know, uh, Kyra came on, uh, four points, an assist and a steal in nine minutes. I would have loved him to play the whole last quarter and just give him a burn. You know, we saw a steal and he got out in transition. Get him out there. Uh, we saw Thornwell, Sindarius Thornwell came on and also Hernan Gomez played uh, seven minutes each. Um, and Hernan Gomez is a big body. You see, no good. I'd, I've never seen him play, I don't think, except in garbage time. But is he a sort of guy that you could put in to block a hole and... and um, come in for some spot minutes behind Stephen Adams because that's what he looked like he was doing. He didn't do anything wrong. Um, so I don't know whether or not this is some like uh, tribute to, to Alvin Gentry to say, oh, well, we're not going to get rid of all of your guys. Uh, we'll keep Melly and, and we'll keep Jackson Hayes. But if there's a veteran there that can, uh, that's a big body that can fill the space and I think he can stretch the floor a little bit as well, well, perhaps we give him a little bit more of a burn. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't... I don't know what the uh, internal politics is like, and I don't pretend to, but um, I don't know, he showed a bit. And I think Kevin Harlan said it perfectly. In that last quarter where it was just bench guys, well, this is the time when you come and earn your minutes. You know, the rotation's set, but we're only four games in. So, you know, and, and really, the rotation isn't set because we've seen all these different guys come through, you know, Melly playing more minutes, but he was non-existent last, uh, last game. So... And Jackson Hayes played less. You know, he played 10 minutes less. It's difficult to really pin down um, what the right rotation is and who needs to come in when. All I do know is that we were getting killed on the boards when Adams came off. Um, 
we got absolutely hammered in the paint. The bench scoring was basically non-existent. I know at one point it was like 32 to 5, um, and we had a whole bench lineup on. You can't have that. You can't just get absolutely smashed when the starters go off because you're only going to get you're going to get maybe three quarts of your score from the starters. We know that Bi is good for twenty, Zion's good for twenty for most nights. You're probably going to get ten or so from Lonzo, ten or so from uh, Bledsoe, maybe eight or so from Stephen Adams. Then what? You need ten from JJ. You need well there or thereabouts, and you're not getting that. You need another five or six from Josh Hart, five or six from whoever else comes on, you know, whether it's Jackson or so, you need to make up that 100 points. Where is where is that coming from? And if, if the bench comes on and just does nothing, well, then you end up with 86. You know, you're not even close to 100. At least last year, we go and score 120. This year, we're scoring 86, which is just not good enough. It really isn't good enough, especially against a Suns team that, we're meant to be better, you know. How have they just gone and eclipsed us in one um, bubble and and then off season? Yeah, okay, you add Chris Paul, but you know we got a healthy Zion who's meant to be phenomenal, and he is. But if he's not going to be a difference maker, and all of a sudden we're getting overlapped by teams we're meant to be passing, you know, we, we want to push for playoffs. But how does that work if teams that are not in the playoffs, have now leapfrogged us. And whether or not this is just a blip in the ocean, and, and no doubt it is. You know, I could carry on to the cows come home and, and it's not going to make a, a world of difference. You write that game off and we've got, what, 68 more games to go before playoffs. However, there were some fundamental errors that really need to be addressed. For example, turnovers. And we'll talk about turnovers now. We got absolutely stripped every time. Every time we came down, there was a turnover thereabouts. Have a look at turnovers. We had 16 turnovers. I think it was 11 in the first half. And they had 10. Points off turnovers, 19 each way. The issue is, is that when you have silly turnovers that aren't, that are unforced errors, like not hitting the spot, thinking that some bloke's there and just throwing it out of bounds, um, not making the correct pass, trying to be a bit too cute with it. It doesn't help. You lose momentum because all of a sudden they're up the other end, scoring two. If your 19 points come off the odd turnover, okay, yeah, we stuffed up and okay, we scored off that. It's a bit different to three possessions in a row where you're throwing the ball away and all of a sudden you're in a, uh, you know, 16-point hole and that then turns into a 25-point deficit and then a 31-point deficit because you've turned the ball over six times and they've gone on a 20-5 to five run. You, you, you can't have that. It's not sustainable. So we're really got, taking care of the basketball, making good plays, not forcing it. You don't need to force it. We've got a good system. We've shown that. What are we right up there with the offensive and defensive ratings? Defense, defense turns into offense. And if you can't defend and you're not causing turnovers, well... What are you really trying to achieve? You know, um, you're just going to get run off the court, especially by teams that get hot, like the Suns. And, and I mean, they, from downtown, absolutely torched us. 19 of 47. We hit 3 of 24. 
12.5% from three. You, you can't have that. You know, we left nine free throws on the on the board as well, whereas they hit 18 of 19. So we were nine of 18. These stats, they add up. You know, we, we overall, 48% from the field for us, and they had 44. But you shoot 12% from three-point line, and they've hit 40%. That's an extra point every single time, you know, 19 of those three of, of those shots of their 37 shots for three pointers it's it's unsustainable and we need to really address that perimeter defense whether that's um like letting them score more in the paint I don't know two's better than three but we've got to lock in we really got to lock in and, and get that done you know Bledsoe's meant to be a good perimeter defender Lonzo did quite well but then what Josh Hart came on he was all right but JJ Reddick was Absolute liability. Um, Nikhil just fouled and fouled and fouled. And some of them, admittedly, were unfortunate, like Chris Paul running into him. But you've got to have that court awareness. And I know it's young guys, but these guys are supposed to be the best in the world. You know? And I'm sure there are guys out there that could really come in and have a crack. I understand the situation in that. Okay, so we don't develop these young guys. We just go and get a whole heap of mid-tier free agents and we finish with the eighth seed and we go, awesome, the eighth seed, and we get swept in the first round. Whereas if you see something with these young guys and perhaps with Nikhil and, and Jackson Hayes, that is the idea is that these guys have a bit of something. And of course, the guys that see them day in, day out, training, they know the personalities, they work with them. They're going to have a better idea than I am. But what do you want? What's your goal? I don't understand at the moment what the direction is. Because you can pull out an awesome win against a team like the Raptors or a team like the Spurs. But then you drop to the Suns, who are good. But they're also a new team that's just been put together and a new system. I don't know. I don't know. But um, it's something we're going to have to have a look at. And uh, no doubt we will be breaking it all down. It's just a shame, isn't it, that we go and do such good work and hold on to a gritty victory against the Spurs. Um, although they did come charging back. I mean, we could have thumped them and, and didn't dig in. Um, that's something they're just going to have to have a look at um, and address. But some positives. You know, we got 20 points from Zion. That's all right. He went and got his. Um, you know, BI at times was okay. He had 13, 6, and 6. Um, you know, he only played probably half a game, played 28 minutes, so did Zion. Um, nothing too impressive, but uh, they were all right. And, you know, there were some some flashes. Don't get me wrong. It's not it, it, it's frustrating, but it's not all through, you know, let's just sack the team and not even play. You know, it's, it's not at that level at all. You know, there were still some good flashes. We saw Jackson Hayes on occasion. He blocked a, a couple of shots, which is not bad. Um you know, guys like uh, Sindarius Thornwell came on. Um, he showed a bit of toughness. Hernan Gomez, like I said, in seven minutes was not too bad. Lonzo is confident. You know, there was a point where he uh, caught the ball from an out-of-bounds play and turned straight into the shot and banked it in. You love to see that. You love to see the confidence. Um, you know, and some days the lead is on it. You know, the, the lead is on the basket and, and all of a sudden you can't, hit shots that usually would go in. Not sure what's going on with JJ Reddick. I, I honestly don't. Um, whether or not that is, I don't know, something else, or an injury or something, but he does look a bit um, 
like his shot is off, which we I don't know if that's ever happened in his career before, but he will hopefully find his shot again and, and, and fix that because that's something that uh, we are going to rely on. We need that bench scoring and that spacing that he provides. And one of the... So enough about the game. Well, I mean, we'll have a chat to a guest on the next episode, which we're all very excited about. We love when we have guests. Um, so we'll probably get into it a little bit more. But one good thing from the week was that Brandon Ingram was named the Western Conference Player of the Year. Uh, not of the year. Western Conference Player of the Week. I was getting ahead of myself as well. Let's down the track. Let's see. Oh, oh, let's rewind to this one um, when he wins it. But... Uh, yeah, he was named West Conference Player of the Week, which is the first one of the year, um, and he deserved it. You know, he led us to 2-1 and one in that first week, um, was the leading scorer, averaged about 28 points a game, which you're pretty excited about. You know, he nearly triple-doubled in that first game, so we're happy with that. It's not bad. All's okay, but um, I think we, honestly, my take on this year is based on the first four games, and I'm, ha- I'm praying... I get uh, proven wrong, is that we're going to have an up and down season. It's going to be very similar to last year in that hopefully towards the end of the year it's going to click. And I reckon we'll go on a bit of a tear towards the all-star break when everything starts coming together. But this first half is going to be a bit up and down. And I think we called that when the schedule came out, it was going to be tough. I don't think we expected to uh, drop a couple that we have so far. I mean, the Heat was one we expected to drop. We won one against the Raptors we probably didn't expect to win. But then you drop one against the Suns. So, who really knows what this season's going to look like? And we also don't know what uh, the season's going to look like going forward in that some teams might just not have their best players available due to the COVID protocols and the like. Like today, we had two referees instead of three because one of the referees was uh, out with the COVID protocols. So... You just don't know. You know that Houston Rockets have been playing with four players down. Um, so who really knows what this season is going to look like? Anyway, overall, season was off oh, the game. Not the season. Right it all off. Gosh, getting ahead of myself. The game was a little bit tough. We got spanked, but we regrouped. We play the Thunder on ooh, the 30th, I think. Um I think it was a back-to-back. It might be 31st my time. Um, So probably the 30th over there. No, we play on the 31st. So on New Year's Eve, we're going to play the Thunder, uh, which will be good. So hopefully we can pull a win out of that. Um, This is at Oklahoma. So um, we'll go into their territory. They were part of the big true holiday trade. So I got a couple of our players um, in Kendrick Williams. I think they're the only one he held on to. They waived uh, Frank Jackson. But um, yeah, we'll see how we go there. Hopefully we can regroup and win that one and see the new year off with a win. But we'll be breaking that all down on the next episode with our very special guest, who I'm not going to spoil who it is, but uh, we'll be chatting uh, on the morrow, and there should be a subsequent episode out uh, after that. So you'll probably wake up with a, with a couple, two in a row, which uh, we always love. We try to get them out, and we love getting guests on here as well. 
But I think for now, that's probably enough. I've ranted and raved for for a few minutes now, and you've got to listen to me vent, and I appreciate you all for for sticking with us while I do vent about that game. But uh, hopefully the next game we are a little bit more polished. We don't throw the ball away. Um, and we pull it together and the bench actually steps up. That'd be really good. Like, I'd love for the bench to just go, all right, we're going to take over. And we get 30 from, like, Jackson Hayes. I don't know. <laughs> One can dream. Now, before I put a pin in it, of course, thank you to the sponsors, mybookie.ag and manscaped.com, uh, two of the best. Of course, head over to hoop-ball.com, get all of your basketball needs and wants and fantasy basketball needs and wants over there sign up to the fantasy pass it is an absolute ripper uh, and there's a discord group so you can jump on there and chat to us all over at Hoopball and you can talk about your fantasy team you can talk about the Pels any team you want to talk to be great um, we're looking forward to that so I'm going to put a pin in it I'm going to go and uh, lick my wounds and we'll leave it at that bye for now This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.